evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight's episode of Prospects After Dark. I'm your host, Kyle Reese. Uh, we get to do it one more Monday because the Cardinals and the Cubs have been snowed slash rained slash inclement weathered out. Uh, Ryan Schul says, this is the 13th edition of Prospects After Dark. It is indeed. Uh, we've been doing this for a long time now, it seems like. We should all be savvy veterans. We should all be used to this. Uh, hello, everyone. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Naparilli. First off, while Naparilli's in here, big shout out to him. We are two weeks, three weeks into the fantasy season, and Naparilli leads the Prospect After Dark League. He is number one in the standings. A big shout out to uh, him. Uh, somebody says the Cubs are wussies. Yes, indeed, the Cubs are wussies. Uh, it's an appropriate way of putting it because most of the time we would get a little bit more uh, crazy about it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's. Uh, I'm the Canadian Rocky Balboa. We've already have Tyler O'Neill. Uh, people bringing up Tyler O'Neill now. Jeff Niehaus on my Twitter account just posted a picture of RoboCop walking uh, from one of those great RoboCop movies, and it dawns on me that Tyler O'Neill, a great nickname for him if he wasn't already the Canadian Rocky Balboa, would absolutely be. Uh, you know, like RoboCop. The Canadian RoboCop is pretty good, too. Uh, Naparilli says Tommy Edmond. Man, we've got so much to talk about in, just in regards to the minor leagues. Uh, Tommy Edmund, Edmund right now has done a lot of leading off for Springfield, and he is crushing the ball. He's not striking... Well, he's, the one area is that he's striking out a lot. He struck out 13 times and 42 at-bats. Uh, but he has a 381 average. He's getting on base... And uh, like with most of the bats in the Cardinals minor leagues right now, he, he has an uh, on-base percentage plus slugging percentage above the one mark. It's like at, at 1.2, which is incredible. Um, everyone just kind of wants to hit right now in the Cardinals organization, and uh, it's super fun. The pitching's been a little hit or miss, relatively speaking. Uh, Dakota Hudson pitched a really good game today. Jake Woodford pitched a really great game today. We like to see that. Uh, but... It seems like from top to bottom, there are guys who are performing really well at every level uh, at the plate, and that's what we want. Uh, I'm going to watch Memphis soon when they play Nashville. I'm excited. Forever Cards, I'll be expecting uh, uh, reports from you. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what you see. Uh, Ponce de Leon threw a gem. He did. You know, he struck out like, what was it, 12 through 5 innings? I missed the start. My life's been crazy busy. I haven't been able to burrow in. Oh, what's going on, Steel? How are you? I haven't been able to burrow in over the last couple days like I normally like to. Uh, let's see. Connor Green doing well is awesome. So, you know, Connor Green made noise because on his start, in his start on Saturday, he loaded the bases in the first inning and then worked his way out of it and uh, pitched pretty incredible. He, uh, you know, Connor Green, the issue with him, of course, is fastball command, fastball control. Uh, but to see him kind of overcome it, uh, it, it it's all great. It's all great. Again, there are a lot of really awesome things early on in the year in the minor leagues to get super excited about. Who? Uh, let's see. Patty Chavez. Hello. Uh, let's see. Moe's algorithm needs to trade me Scott Kingry. Uh, go ahead, Graham. Work it out. See if you can make it happen. Uh, yo, Mid. How's it going, dude? Uh, that's from Nicole. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Midmo. Uh, hey, what's up, Stu Styles? Stu Styles has been doing our amazing uh, game recaps over at Birds on the Black. He's been doing a great job. We've also had some great pinch hitters. Uh, John Stout has been doing uh, put one or two together. He was good. Ben Sarudi, I think, just threw one into the into the fray. Uh, I like that. Remember, we love our uh, we love our little community that we're building at Birds on the Black. 
Uh, does anyone have any questions? What I would like to do is I would like to jump into this thing and uh, do a little rundown of what happened in the minor leagues. Kind of give you a... Uh, Ryan Shule says, since when did Birds on the Back acquire Tara Wellman? Uh, Tara jumped on board right at the beginning of the season, and she's been doing incredible stuff from the get-go. She does uh, uh, she does these little morning recaps uh, of the game before, and they're hilarious and inventive. And, uh, man, she's so talented. That's so impressive. Uh, yeah, so I guess what we'll do is we'll start with the, the minor league records. You know, Memphis, Memphis is going to have to lose every once in a while. Hey, Tara. Uh, Memphis is going to have to lose every once in a while, but it's not happening frequently. Memphis is 10-2, and two, and everyone at Memphis is hammering the ball. Uh, they have eight guys, nine if you include uh, Luke Voigt, who are hitting above 300. Uh, they're all hitting for power. Adolis Garcia has uh, four doubles. Uh, uh, John Greco asks... When is Tyler O'Neill getting called up? So that's actually a really good and interesting question to bring up because, you know, for me, someone who is more interested, uh, more concerned with the development of prospects, I really don't want to see, um, I, I really don't want to see him get called up unless he's going to play every day. He's raking right now. Let him rake. And keep in mind, he's only taken one walk leading into today. Entering today, he only had taken one walk. Keep that in mind. I don't know if he walked today or not. I know he had two dingers and another hit. Uh, let's see, Bader is coming into his own as a fourth outfielder, in my opinion. You know, uh, Forever Cards, that's a great observation. For anyone who is paying attention, uh, you know, I believe that Harrison Bader's perfect role on a club is as a fourth outfielder, and it looks like he's he's there. I, uh, I know he's better than Gyro Munoz. It'll be nice to send Gyro back down to Memphis and let him develop like he was supposed to. Uh, ooh, Cardinals 11 and 11 asks, Stubby Clap for manager. So, under most circumstances, I might blow right by that because I, the truth is, I don't know. What I will say is that Stubby Clapp is a player's manager, uh, lacking in experience, although he had a great first season. All of these things sound like Mike Matheny to me. Now, uh, with Stubby Clapp, remember that he hasn't necessarily been challenged as a manager. And the couple times that he has been challenged as a manager, they haven't really gone well. Uh, you know, he has a mandate to use all of his, all of his pen arms, and he does that. Uh, but he still does little things, too, that frustrate you, like in the AAA championship game, sticking with Josh Zide, even though he didn't have it. Uh, there are a lot of similarities between Stubby and Matheny. The difference is uh, Matheny's a devil that you know. Uh, I want to see Stubby develop just like the players that he's coaching. Have him get some time in Memphis. See what he does in two years uh, down at Memphis if the team's struggling, uh, if the talent isn't overloaded there. Because right now Memphis is so talented. Uh, most of these are next guys. Most of these and next guys are all his. I uh, yeah, I would say that. Okay, so to say that most of most of the guys at Memphis, most of the guys playing for the Cardinals are Stubby's guys. Uh, he you know he only has one year in the organization. It's more than likely, more than likely that the Peoria uh, Springfield, everyone has a hand in developing these players. It's not just Stubby Clap. Uh, let's see. Uh, remember to politely hit the retweet button. Uh, spread the word. Grow prospects after dark. Thanks, question mark. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Forever Cards asked a little while ago, and I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Forever Cards says, I've seen Clap praise for his bullpen management by scouts. He keeps guys fresh. But it's different at the minor league level, right? Because you have to use everyone. 
And most of the time, with Memphis, they, uh, they have a huge lead. They're winning by a lot. That's not, that's not, that's not an allegory. Like, Memphis leads by a lot during games. And it's happened now for a year and a half because they rake. Uh, so yeah, he goes to guys, but guys will let up two or three runs and he doesn't have to yank them. He's never had to manage a bullpen hard, and the times that he has, he's struggled with it. Uh, yeah, he keeps guys fresh. Yeah, he uses his guys. But you can say that about every minor league manager. That's not, that's not an accolade for a minor league manager. That's a mandate. There's a difference. Uh, oh, Ryan Schul says the Cardinals haven't lost since Wednesday. That is correct. You know, they had that, uh, that little walk-off, little, uh, little danger. It was a little danger by Matt Carpenter. And uh, they've kind of been rolling ever since. Uh, let's see. Uh, Holy Schilt asks... F. Mary, FMK, John Brebbia, John Travolta, and John Cena. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, my drink of choice. Hey, thank you. Drink of choice. So tonight... Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'm breaking everything. Oh, God. Tonight we are drinking as I knock everything over. Hi. Hi. It's nice to see you. Uh, tonight we are drinking Four Roses Small Batch. Uh, it was on sale, so I went after it. I love everything Four Roses does. So uh, cheers to everyone for joining us for our Monday Prospects After Dark. Matt Knowles, I love you, buddy. I'm not drunk and I'm not drunk yet, although I am stumbling over myself. Uh, big shout out right now. Sorry, I see that uh, he just retweeted the Periscope to Lucas K, Lucas Wildcats, I believe. Happy birthday, brother! You said it was your 19th birthday. Uh, go get drunk. Uh, yeah, that's right, Matt Knowles. I'm I'm one tenth drunk. Uh, if I my war right now, my drunk war is like point zero four. Uh, Graham, I have a crystal parallel of Connor. Is he good? Oh, Min Mo asked about Seth Beer. Uh, no, this is actually a Fitbit. This is uh, the uh, Schilt says the knockoff Fitbit. No, I just I put a a, a different band on it. Uh, but yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, who is worse, the Reds or the Marlins? You know, watching the Reds, it would be. I can't. It's got to be the Reds, right? It has to be the Reds. They're so bad. Uh, well, we're drafting Connor Pilkington, uh, so I sure hope he's good. He So, as I told Graham uh, via direct message, Connor Pilkington is another Mississippi State, uh, Kendall Graveman, Dakota Hudson type arm that that is really interesting, that might go in the first round, might be uh, uh, comp a comp A guy. He's really interesting, does some good stuff, has a good feel for a breaking pitch. Uh, you know, I had every intent of diving headfirst into draft coverage. And unfortunately, my life is just a little crazy right now between a full-time job, a personal matter, and coaching Little League. And I haven't had time to jump in the way I hope, but I still hope to do it. And I hope to bring you some more information up there. Uh, Wildcat says Reds up 9-0 to on Milwaukee. Well, good. Looks like, uh, I imagine Joey Votto probably came to life. You know, that's to me, that's the difference between the Reds and the Marlins, though, is the Reds have Joey Votto and some, some interesting bats. Man, if I had my guess, if I had to choose who's going to finish with more wins at the end of the season, I'd pick the Reds, uh, even though there's a good chance Milwaukee, the Cardinals, and Chicago will beat up on them. Friendly reminder that parents let their kids be coached by Kyle. That's right. Give us a scouting report on the Little League team. Uh, 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 let's see. Yeah, personal matter, but I don't want to talk about it. It brings shit down. Um, how about this for a personal scouting report? Uh we, we're the Hawks, and the Hawks are coached by a 32-year-old idiot. Hey, Ruby Grill, what's up? 
uh, coached by a 31, 32 year old idiot who doesn't manage the bench, the lineup, or the bullpen particularly well, uh, and is incapable of maximizing out the talent of the players that he's coaching. No, they're, uh, they're 13 years old. They're not the most gifted, but they do the best with what they can, and they're out there having as much fun as you could possibly have playing baseball, and it's the most amazing thing to watch. I've been doing it now. Fire Reese, hashtag Fire Reese. <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Ryan. Um, you know, here's what, here's what, I've been coaching now for like eight years. I've been coaching Little League now for like eight years, seven or eight years. I can't keep it straight. And I tried quitting after the first year because my, uh, my other coaches left and I couldn't do it because it's so much fun. The kids are great. Being around baseball is incredible. And, you know, if you're a dad and you have kids, you should coach them. If you're a weird uncle and you have, uh, nieces and nephews, you should coach them. Um, it's it's incredible. It's an incredibly gratifying and uh, fun experience. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. God blah. Oh, uh, Burley says he umps all summer, and it's a fun way to make some cash. Yeah, see, Burley, good for you. Uh, I would recommend to anyone, if you, if you can be around baseball, be around baseball. Not just watching it or going to games. You know, enjoy your family members who go and play, and the younger family members. Yeah, there's nothing like it. Thoughts on Bren? Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I know very little about, uh, I don't know anything about him. I'm just going to say. Uh, guess the person's alma mater. Is Gyro going to crush at AAA? Now, Gyro Munoz just sent down to AAA for Jed Jerko, basically. Um, uh, yeah, I would think he's going to crush. Right now, everyone in Memphis is crushing, right? You, you can't hold any of those bats down. They're all so good. So, uh, you know, right now, I, I would say that he goes down there, and once he gets playing time, he'll hit. But it just depends on how the AAA pitchers attack him. Because we saw him get beat by some nasty stuff. Nasty fastballs, well. You know, most of the time, those righties who come up and strike out, uh, uh, strike out a lot against right-handed pitchers, uh, they, they're getting beat on breaking balls low. Gyro is not. Gyro is getting beat on heat low. And that's a concern to me. He'll do well to uh, to get the reps for sure. Skinny Jed, uh, <laughs> uh, Skinny Jed version 3.0. Is that what Gyro is? Uh, no, no. Gyro is a different beast. Gyro, if Gyro could just develop, get his body under control, get himself under control, he could be a legitimate major league player. Uh, and maybe, maybe they are alike. I don't know. I hope Jed takes Lester deep tomorrow. Ah, uh, yeah, me too. I hope Jed takes Lester deep. I hope they all take Lester deep. I want to see Jed break out. I love Jed Jerko, you know. And right now, Colton Wong is part of, uh, the, you know, the, the, the angry Colton Wong mob is kind of after him. Relax. Just relax a little bit. Let's see how this all plays out with Jerko and Wong and, and Carpenter. Uh, uh, yeah. Andres Fanador says, why is Dakota's K-rate so low? Well, you know... So, my colleague, Colin Gardner, over at the Redbird Daily, uh, he brought up a really good point. So, part of the reason why Dakota Hudson fell to 34th in the draft was because scouts started thinking that he was going to be a bullpen arm. And his way of avoiding being typecast as a bullpen arm was to induce as much contact as possible. And since he throws everything hard and low, he was getting grounders. And it was working for him. Now is the time. So last year I'm pushing it aside too because it was aggressive promotion to Springfield. He made it to Memphis. Um, 
you know, you, you got to shake that stuff off. Uh, this is what I will say. He has eight Ks in his last ten innings. He struggled a little bit in his first start of the season, but he's been really good since. Keep an eye on him going forward. If he uh, if he keeps it about that, you know, eight Ks every ten innings, then he's fine. Uh, but the reason it was low is he was trying to induce contact so that he could stay as a starter. Uh, let's see. Least favorite player ever. I don't know if you're asking me a question or if uh, you're responding to something else. Based on early returns from Schrock and Munoz, it looks like we fleeced Oakland. That is correct. Uh, Max Schrock is hitting right around 400 in his debut at AAA. Uh, he hit his second double of the season today. He has a three-run home run. He isn't taking a ton of walks, and he's striking out too much. Like we said earlier, he struck out like 13 times in 42 at-bats. That's not going to play. Uh, but I would imagine it's all going to balance out as we go along. I've never seen a player hit so many weak balls as Wong in my life. Colton's really struggling right now. I've seen you and Graham talk about Seth Beer. What's the scouting report? Uh, can you smell what the Schrock is cooking? I like that. That's good. Uh, Seth Beer is a big lefty who plays the outfield, but will probably play first base at the next level. Goes to Clemson. Uh, hammers a baseball, true power, uh, struggled a little bit his sophomore year after bursting on the scene his freshman year, Cape Cod kid, you know, the one knock on him is that he struggles hitting with wooden bats, but he hasn't really had a ton of opportunity, uh, I would imagine he gets over that, he, some people have him falling out of the first round of the draft, I personally think if he's there at 19, it would be a miracle, uh, does Schrock provide some Wong relief this season? Yeah, yeah, so, uh, somebody asked me on Twitter, and I'm sorry, I believe it was Ben Cerruti asked me on Twitter, um, who gets the Phantom DL first? Is it Wong or Waka? Um, my guess is that it's Colton Wong, but I still think that Gyro gets called back up in that situation. Uh, I still think Gyro gets called back up in that situation because then you'd still have Jer Jerko getting regular playing time, Carpenter and Martinez getting regular playing time. The only way you call Schrock up is if he's going to play every day. Uh, yeah, Ben. Hey, hey, Ben. Welcome to our little chat, brother. Uh, let's see. Waka, if he pitches like last year. So, you know, I feel like we were having the same conversation about Michael Waka last year. Like, all right, if he has one more start, is he going to go on the Phantom DL? Uh, so let's see how he does. I like that his start was pushed back. Uh, and I think he's, I, I hope he's fine. How does Beer compare to Schwaber coming out of college? So, Schwaber, uh, Chris Schwarber raked, Mose, Absolutely raked. And what I would say the difference is, Schwarber was a catcher, right? He was drafted as a catcher. And people always thought he was going to be a default first baseman. The, the difference is Schwarber makes a lot, he made a lot more contact. I wouldn't say that he had the evident power that Beer had, although he was producing power. I don't think a lot of people knew how he was going to play at the next level. A lot of people were worried about his body type, whereas Seth Beer is a well-put-together young man. Uh, Schwarber was chunky and kind of miserable. Uh, so what I, I guess what I'm saying is the, sh the short of the long is that they compare, but think of uh, Schwarber as a better all-around hitter, whereas Beer has more raw power. Should the Cardinals go after a left-handed starter this offseason? Corbin is a free agent. So we have to wait to see how the season plays out. We have to wait to see who gets called up, who gets sent down, uh, who gets traded. What I will say is, if the Cardinals are going to allocate funds, I don't necessarily care if it's in the start. I don't want it to be in a starting pitching capacity if all of their starting pitchers are fine. You know, I don't want to go into the next season holding Dakota Hudson back like they're holding Jack Flaherty back if Dakota Hudson hits Jack Flaherty's level. 
That's what I care about. I want them to be able to utilize their arms and their funds appropriately. And if they have the arms ready to go, then I don't care about signing a left-handed starter or a right-handed reliever. It just doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? Right-handed starter, left-handed reliever, vice versa. Uh, Forever Card says, I want Brian Dozier. Uh, Forever Card, you can put me on that, uh, on that bandwagon as well. I love that Brian Dozier. I, I really wanted them to trade for Brian Dozier a couple years ago and include Colton Wong in the deal. And then I became a Colton, a huge Colton Wong fan shortly thereafter. Uh, let's see. Wong should be moved now because his contract starts to jump. Look, keep an eye out for that. I think that's an astute observation. This is usually when the Cardinals like to get aggressive with uh, trading their players. Uh, let's see. Good. Love the rivalry. I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, a while back, uh, at M. Stromer asked, how's Kelly looking? So Carson Kelly, it seems like he's turned it around. It seems like Carson Kelly has, uh, behind the plate, kind of reverted back to what we saw last year and the years leading up to him making his major league debut. But at the plate, it's a little wishy-washy. Uh, he hit an opposite field bomb. It seems like he's trying to become an all-fields hitter right now, and I don't know if that's necessarily the best thing for him. Uh, it looks like he's toying and tweaking, and uh, it would be really nice if he could get back into the swing of things. Uh, this is what I know as I consult the laptop. He struck out six times in 33 at-bats. That's not bad, but that's not Carson Kelly either. He's off. Uh, Ryan Shul asked, thoughts on Otani? Uh, I love Shohai Otani. I'm enjoying watching it. I've made a point to tune in for every Angels game that he's playing as I can. And that's the first time in my life I could ever say that. Uh, I, I hope that everyone else is getting into Shohai Otani the way that, uh, the, the way that I am, the way that the Atlant the, uh, the American League fans are, the Angel fans are. It's a really awesome and cool thing to see that will probably only happen this one time in our lifetime. Uh, so enjoy it because it's special, it's exciting, and even if it doesn't, if it isn't sustainable, he's doing it now, and we should all really, really enjoy that. As uh, let's see, Mac Wake three sixteen says Otani is a must watch. I agree. You know, if I'm ESPN, I'm buying whatever television station. If I'm Disney, I'm buying whatever television station owns that, and I'm putting it on ESPN. Uh, let's see, what kind of return would Wong and Waka get? I don't have the slightest idea. Uh, that question is for Forever Cards. Forever Cards, what do you think? So, you know, for me, Wong is easier. I would think Wong would net something similar to what you would, what they got out of Grichik and Piscotti. Uh, uh, questionable but high-level potential prospect and a viable bullpen arm, something similar to that. Uh, nothing too high, but, you know, enough that it would help the team and the organization in the long run. Walk is a different beast. You know, pitching is currency. And, and you see that pitchers get traded beyond... The, the talent that comes back is beyond their skill level because pitching is so hard to develop. It's so hard to get when you need it. So I would expect if Michael Walker were to be traded, which I don't think is going to happen, uh, if Michael Walker were to be traded, it, it'd be for a lot more than maybe than maybe I'd be willing to, met, to, like, to bet. Like... Graham and I talk about Anderson Espinosa a lot, and I would imagine that, you know, Anderson Espinosa went to San Diego for Drew Pomeranz, and I could see Michael Waka netting something like Anderson Espinosa. Our thoughts on Hicks now that he has more appearances. The only proper way to think about Jordan Hicks is that he's a stud. You know, his, his command is good when he, when he pitches in those small little bursts. Uh, so we've seen him 
pitch a two-inning appearance and get himself out of a jam, that was awesome. I love that he got himself out of a jam. The slider is sharp. He doesn't necessarily command it great. It's good. He doesn't necessarily command it great. Uh, but it's serviceable right now. His fastball is right there. Uh, what we saw, though, in that second inning is you really saw his velocity dip, if I remember correctly. And I'm, I, I hope that Zach Gifford or someone in here can look it up. But I feel like he was hitting 96-97 in the second inning of work the other night as opposed to the 99-100 that he was pumping in. So it's just something to keep an eye on. Uh, to answer the question, thoughts on Jordan Hicks now that we've seen him, the kid is special. He's special and exciting, and I hope that he's developed all the way, and I hope that he continues. If he isn't developed all the way, I hope that he continues to hit that level uh, because if he uh, if he gets to hit his optimum level, he is he's every bit as talented as a role as Chapman as Kenley Jansen. And, uh, man, he's so special and so fun to watch. Most saves at the end of the year. Hicks, Norris, Holland, and Gregerson. It'll be Holland. It'll be Holland. You know, the Greg Holland thing's really interesting. You know, they go to him and hit his debut to close out a game, which I disagree with. Uh, it was last Monday, and I didn't even know what was going on. And I was, I was, I think I said that I'm sure I'm fine with it or whatever. That was a bad take. Uh, in retrospect, that was not the right way to go. He's only made, like, five appearances if you include his spring training at Palm Beach. That's not going to work. He needs reps, you know? I like that they didn't go to him yesterday for Bud Norris. And they decided to go to Bud Norris instead. I think that that was absolutely the right move. Uh, give it give it another week. We'll see what, we'll see what Greg Holland looks like uh, in another week. I would imagine in a week he has his first save and he's pitching fine. I gotta say, Kyle, you were right on Norris signing being a good one. There we go, boys. There we go. We love it. You know, it was a $3 million gamble. It, it was good. And, you know, he's not gonna perform this well all season, Bud Norris, that is. Keep that in mind. Here in two months, we could all be saying, get rid of Bud Norris. This is too much. He's terrible. Uh, but right now, we need to accept the fact that he's pitching great. The other day, uh, in Cincinnati yesterday, Sunday, against Cincinnati, to watch himself work out of that jam after letting up the home run. The way he was locating his fastball high and low, that was encouraging. I love seeing that out of Bud Norris. How good will Gregerson be? I'm anxious to find out. I guess the one good thing about Luke Gregerson as compared to Greg Holland is Luke Gregerson did have a spring training, uh, and he also did get a rehab assignment. I would imagine he's an upgrade over Mike Mayers, and that's really what matters to me. I would imagine he's an upgrade over Sam Tuovalala. Uh, I think he's going to be really interesting to watch, and I hope... I'll be anxious to see how the Cardinals use him. I think Waka is traded so that Reyes and Flaherty are in the rotation in 2019. I could see that. I, I don't think there's a reason to think it couldn't happen. But what I will say is let's wait and see how the season develops. We are wasting Barabia and Meyer, or in Mayers. The role should be used for Gant. Yeah, maybe. But I like the fact that John Gant is stretched out as a, in a starting role. You can never have enough starting pitchers. You know, I, I like the fact that say you got to grab Jack Flaherty. Well, what if something happens? I feel more comfortable right now going to John Gant than I do Dakota Hudson, uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon, all those guys. So there's nothing wrong with keeping John Gant ready to start, especially because John Gant's breaking pitch, his curveball, has hit the next level. Uh, he's commanding it better. He's controlling it better. He's throwing it in all counts. And he, you know, not to say he turned a corner because how can an organizational depth piece with bullpen, fist starter, potential turn the corner? But if he's commanding that curveball the way that he's been commanding that curveball, he could end up being a more valuable asset to this team as a starting pitcher than we initially uh, anticipated. Uh, I think Baltimore won't be asking for as much. Uh, I don't know what that. Uh, Gant should be a long reliever and continue to stretch him out. Uh, spot start also. 
I think you wait to use John Gant in a long reliever role until you absolutely have to. That's just my my own my own philosophy on it. Gant got stuck at AAA because he cut his hair off. That's right. I don't know who said that, but I love that. That dude's got to grow his hair back. Oh, uh, let's see. Is Ponce going to hit MLB? Is Daniel Ponce de Leon going to make the major leagues? Uh, I think he will. At the very least, I could see him being a September call-up. Uh, you know, as kind of like a, hey, thank you for playing. I would imagine that some other team could be really interested in Daniel Ponce de Leon uh, in trade talks. Bowman's elbow will be done by the time Reyes gets back. You know, uh, Cardinals 11-11 and 11 brings up a really solid point there. I think that it's the timing of that is perfect. Although Matt Bowman, he had a bad first start and a bad last appearance. Uh, but he's pitched really well this season. you got to give it to him. Although we all know that's a ticking time bomb. Uh, Wesley Wells says... Uh, uh, Brebby needs his beard back. I completely agree. I wouldn't throw Brebby until that thing's at least 5 o'clock shadow. Uh, Ryan Schul says, May 28th is the race date. Mark it on your calendar. It's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. Uh, to see where he starts, how he starts, when he starts pitching. It's going to be exciting. Uh, when do the Cardinals announce Langford for Hall of Fame? That's, uh, is that June? Like June 17th or something like that? Lions has more appearances than Bowman for what it's worth. Yeah, 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 he does, you're right. Uh, if we have traded for, I don't know what that says. Bartolo Colon has less miles on his arm than Bowman. That is a great, great comment, uh, Mac. Uh, great stuff. Mayers was a savior getting the three-inning save. I agree. Rewind to that game against the Reds where Mayers comes in and, you know, after Brebbia and pitches three innings. That was so important. It gave the bullpen a chance to reset. That was that was a gutsy, beautiful performance by Mike Mayers. And it also got the little demon off of his back. I bet when he comes up the next time, because he'll be back up, uh, I bet when he comes back up the next time, we're going to see that version of Mike Mayers again. And that's important, and that's great. Uh, when can Reyes start his rehab assignment? So, uh, technically, I believe, and don't hold me to this, I actually need to look this up, I'll pull up the PDF of the rules, but I believe that he can start the rehab assignment 30 days before uh, uh, before he's allowed to come back. But they can hold it off, which is what they'll probably do, because they can just use him in extended spring training. Uh, was the Maddox role overhyped? Does he actually control the pen? Uh, I'll say it seems overhyped, but we are still very, very, very early in the season, and there might be a feeling out process, and, you know... Any good leader will tell you that you wait to see how things play out before you really assert yourself from the prior regime. So I don't blame it on Mike Maddox. And yeah, they had spring training. But I don't blame it on Mike Maddox if he steps back for a little bit as the season starts and says, all right, I'm going to see how this goes. And I'll see how to make my mark, how to be the presence. Uh, does Bowman get sent down when Reyes comes back? Still too far away. Uh, Weaver was awesome, has awesome movement on his pitches. He's deceptive. He has awesome movement. He repeats his delivery. He's quick in his delivery. I love that. I love quick workers. That was one of the things that really stuck out to me about Alvaro Sejas when I watched his start yesterday, uh, in Peoria. Uh, Sejas is a, uh, he has a potential to be a beast. Um, he was really impressive and he works quick. Get the ball, work quick. I love it. Uh, how is Junior Fernandez doing? Junior Fernandez is actually on the uh, Palm Beach DL. He hasn't pitched because of uh, soreness in his arm. Uh, more to come there. Do you think we trade Tui? What kind of return are we looking at for him? Uh, I, I think that they're going to have to trade Tui. We'll see how that all goes. Uh, it, it'll still be a little way. But, I, I, you know, Tui, talking about trading Sam Tuovalala, 
you're looking at the same return that the Cardinals got for Josh Lucas, the same return that they got for Bravik Valeria, Valera. Uh, so, Johan Miesis, Tyler Meisner, something like that, like a mid-range prospect, like in someone's organization, 25 to 40 in, in, their, in their organization. Is Steve Barron still around? Yes, Steve Barron is still around. Steve Barron is catching for Memphis. He's the backup to Carson Kelly. He caught today. He caught that gem that Dakota Hudson threw. Uh, how many more options does Mike Mayers have? Whoa. He, this is the last, so this is his last option year. He can't, he can't be optioned after this season. Uh, let's see. Martinez, uh, is Max Schrock going to break the MLB club this year? I think it happens, but I don't think it happens anytime soon. Do you think Flaherty needs a change-up for sustained success? Interesting question. Uh, I think... No, I don't. I don't think. You know, he, th he throws five pitches. You know, two-seam, four-seam, curveball, slider, and he does throw a change-up. It's just he doesn't throw it a lot. You know, I I think he's good. I wouldn't ask him to toy with much more... Uh, I think the sustained MLB success is there. Uh, yes, last option, you're on Mayors. There you go. Thank you, Ben. Uh, last option, you're on Mayors. That does not sound good. Ah, uh, not necessarily. At least they have this year to be able to option them back and forth. Can you imagine if they were in the hole right now where they had to finagle Tui and Mayors without having option years? Uh, he's right where he needs to be. How much does Donaldson, Donaldson's shoulder worry you? Great question, not really. It worries me a great deal. You know, watching him throw balls from third base at the beginning of the year was painful. It was worse than watching Marcelo Zuna throw balls from left field. Uh, but, you know, if he comes back healthy and he looks like he can throw, then it doesn't bug me at all for a half a season. Uh, what is Austin Sexton up to? He's not doing anything right now, which is heartbreaking, because I'm a big Austin Sexton guy. Remember, Austin Sexton was the gentleman who taught uh, uh, Dakota Hudson how to throw his changeup, which is pretty solid. Uh, another Mississippi State guy. We love that. What do you do with Matt Carpenter long-term? I, uh, I don't know. You know, ideally, what I, if the situation was different where the Cardinals didn't have three set outfielders and they didn't need Tommy Pham to play center, uh, I would ideally hide Jose Martinez out in left field because he has a good arm and he's a terrible outfielder and I would keep carpet first. Uh, but the Cardinals are going to reach a point here when you get to important games where the lack of good play on the right side of the field is going to hurt them. Uh, it hasn't really come to bite him so much yet, but it will. What would I do with him long term? I'd keep my ear open and my phone ringing. Uh, thoughts on Lane Thomas? Great question, John Greco. Lane Thomas, I didn't get to watch a lot of Lane Thomas when the Cardinals traded for him last season. Uh, they traded Toronto International Funds to acquire Lane Thomas. So I watched a little bit of him. I thought, all right, this guy's a lot like Charlie Tilson. There isn't a lot to get excited about, but he's a solid player. And then he got hurt last year, missed most of the, the, his time with the Cardinals last year. What I've seen out of him at Springfield, his bat is quicker. He's super athletic, and he has a penchant for finding the gaps and putting the ball over the fence. It reminds me so much of what Oscar Mercado did to start the year last year. Uh, We'll see if it's sustained. We'll see how that goes. But I like him a lot. And he seems like an okay center fielder. My uh, my opinion about his ability to play center is still up in the air. Uh, it's a miracle we have gotten away with Carposé and DeYoung uh, in the uh, in the infield. I think DeYoung's been okay. I think Carp's been okay where they've put him, although his arm at third base is terrible. And Jose Martinez is an absolute brutal fielder, even at first. 
Uh, can we please talk about Yepes for the next hour? Bury the lead. Yeah, so let's talk about Juan Yepes. Uh, I'd love to talk about Yepes. Hold on, let's see what's going on. Kisner make big league. Will Kisner make big league club this year? No, that won't happen. Uh, your way. What outfield would you put out on the field today to mirror the Whitey Ball era? Ugh. The Whitey Ball era came before me. Uh, I'm not going to be able to help you out there. I think Tommy Pham is a great start for a modern day uh, take on uh, the Whitey Ball. But, you know, I don't think the Cardinals possess a Whitey Ball potential in the organization. So I'll stay away from that. Let's take a step back and talk about Juan Yepes. Uh, Juan Yepes was acquired for Matt Adams last year. He was the third baseman who everyone hated and thought, oh, that's all you could get from Matt Adams. Yes, it was all that you could get from Matt Adams. The first base market was somewhat deep, relatively speaking. There were guys on the free agent market that you could sign that could were arguably better than Matt Adams. Uh, anyways, so they acquire Juan Yepes. He plays third base. He's terrible at third base. Uh, everyone gets down on him. Well, about midway through his time in the Cardinals organization, they switched him to first base, and he started hitting. Doesn't it for a lot of power uh, yet, uh, but he started hitting. Hey, Shelton Mysterio retweeted. Um, I bring that up because now it appears in his – he spent – if you include this year, he spent parts of three years at Peoria at the single level, at the single A level, we'll say, not at Peoria. Uh, in 2016, he was there at the end of the year for 100 at-bats. Last year, he was at single A all year, and then this year, he started off at single A, so his numbers are a little skewed. But he's only 20 years old, and he is raking. He's hitting 500. He has uh, six extra base hits. He he can't be stopped. He's striking the ball. He looks physically fit. It looks like he dropped that, body, that baby fat. Keep an eye on Juan Yepes. I would imagine that he, more so than Dylan Carlson, who has also been great for Peoria, uh, Juan Yepes is poised to get a promotion. Uh, soon to either Palm Beach or Springfield. I can almost see them jumping Palm Beach. Real fast, it's been a while since we take a drink. Uh, get yourself a beverage. Cheers to it. And uh, to you guys. Oh, it's been a while since we've had a sip. Uh, somebody put up that question again about Maddox and Hicks. Uh, GM Gersh asked, does Flaherty remind you of a young Wayno Kyle? They're different pitchers. You know, Wayno was always relaxed on the mound, it seemed like. It seemed like he was always, like, really smooth. And Flaherty's a little bit more, like, quick twitch. It's, he, he has a twitch to him. I will say that the stuff is as impressive as Wayno's was. I could see them having... I could see Flaherty reaching Wayno's level. That's crazy, but I could see it happening. He just throws so many pitches, and he commands them all, and he's still so young. He's really impressive. Uh, Tara said, complaints about him. Hicks is worth protecting. I like back all my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tara says, uh, she takes back all her complaints about Hicks. He's worth protecting. I believe that's what she said. Is Maddox picking his battles and using his capital? Yeah, more than likely. Uh, let's see. You think Yepes will go up this year? Uh, his first year actually hitting? I, well, it'll happen eventually. It's just when it'll happen. If he keeps hitting, and granted, we're only 40 at-bats into the season, so, you know, myself... Included, I need to take a, a deep breath and step back and see what happens. Uh, but, yeah, I could definitely see him get a promotion. I could see all of those, that Peoria conglomerate all getting a promotion. On Twitter, Graham asks me, how is Whalen hitting uh, and is Nick Plummer still good? Uh, Brady Whalen is assigned to a short season club as of right now. He, ha he is hitting down in the uh, extended spring training. And is Nick Plummer still good? No, I wouldn't say Nick Plummer is good. 
Uh, but what I would say is Nick Plummer's been better than I think a lot of us thought he was going to be. You know, uh, right now, I'm going to pull it up on the computer. He's hitting 286 with a 444 on base percentage. And he has three doubles. Now, in 21 at-bats, that's solid. So I want to see Nick Plummer get more at-bats. And I know he's been good out in the outfield. I'll tell you, in Peoria, somebody who's been really good out in the outfield quietly is Bryce Denton. Uh, Bryce Denton has, I've seen him throw runners out. Uh, I saw, I saw Dylan Carlson throw a runner out. That guy's got a cannon. Um, I've seen him make diving plays. I've been really impressed with the defensive capabilities of Bryce Denton out in the outfield. Uh, oh yeah, just like whoever said, Graham's not getting enough attention, so he has to go to Twitter. Uh, Jag, Mercado, O'Neill, Arozarena, most likely to be packaged in a trade? Man, so the Cardinals... Well, Mercado's the most likely, but he has the least amount of value, so it makes it tough to really say. You know, I think any organization is going to go hard after Randy Arozarena because he's a, a, a table setter who does a lot of stuff. And uh, that'd be my guess, but man, hopefully it's Mercado. Kyle, when are we going to a Peoria game? Got to rep birds on the black. Uh, you know, again, family stuff. Uh, once I get a clear weekend, and by the way, my car broke down this weekend. Uh, it's only like five years old. Anyways, uh, once I know that we're in a better situation there, uh, then I will make a trip to Peoria. I'll be down in Springfield. I'll be down in Memphis. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon to the Peoria question. Uh, C70 asked, is Dylan Carlson still good? And also, hello, Stephen McNeil. Welcome to our little chat. C70, uh, he's the prospect I assigned to you. Not only is he good, he's really good. We were just talking a second ago. Uh, he, I saw him throw a runner out. He has a really strong arm from the outfield. Really impressive. He is, uh, he has an on-base percentage, on, uh, OPS of, uh, like 1.1 right now. He, his average, his batting average wasn't super high, but he was getting on base. Uh, let's see, I, I have Peoria's up. I should just look at it. Yeah, well, he's hitting 292 now, but his on-base percentage is 469. And, uh, yeah, he's good. It, all indications are that he's there. Like, he's right where he needs to be. In a month or two of this, there'll be a promotion in his future. Uh, let's see. Uh, somebody said bullshit. Yeah, that's generally what this is. It's one asshole in a red hat talking bullshit. Uh, let's see. Jared, K502591, asked, what do you think is Tyler O'Neill's potential? The easy, Mark Trumbo is the easy one. But for me, like, Chris Davis. Ideally, ideally, Tyler O'Neill turns into Chris Davis. Uh, I need another drink. You know, I don't expect much more than that. He still isn't walking enough. Uh, his strikeouts have ticked down about 3% early in the year. That's really positive. Uh, ooh, ish. Uh, rank the outfield prospects by future value. Well, for, keep in mind, I'm biased because I love Randy Rosarena so much. So, and with the, just looking at that first crop of what's up at the top, because I'm not going to go to Machado, I'm not going to go to Carlson or Pinder or Hurst or any of that. just Infante, I'm not going to go to any of them. Uh, but if we're doing that little group that we just talked about, O'Neal, Rosarena, Jag Mercado. Uh, you drinking the bourbon straight? No, actually, tonight I did dilute it. I put two ice cubes in it. Uh, I like, so I want to be able to drink because, you know, as I talk and rant and say all kinds of crazy stuff, my mouth gets dry. I get that cotton, I get that cotton mouth, bro. And, uh, I need a little something extra. Mmm. Ryan Schul asks, where is Dennis Ortega? Dennis Ortega is in Peoria, and he's gotten off to a really terrible start. He's hitting in the, hun in the hundreds. Uh, he's been really bad behind the plate, which was really crazy to me. And granted, it's been super cold. 
But it's really crazy to me because when I watched him on the backfields at spring training, he looked solid and, and, and he looked good behind the plate. Uh, he just ha he just hasn't done it yet. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I got that counting mouth, bro. Uh, oh, uh, hey, uh, Alex, hello, sir. How are you? Uh, I'm gonna mispronounce your name. Uh, Alex Chrisafuli, who, I'm sorry, Jesus, Alex, I have so much respect for you that I feel bad for even trying to pronounce your last name. Uh, anyways, uh, as I've said on here, and I'm not just saying it because you're here, uh, you, you're an amazing writer, and I feel so privileged to be a part of Birds on the Black with you. Just a little moment to gush, wanted to throw that out there. Uh, you really are the best, my man. Uh, how is Gomber looking? He's sexy as hell. No, uh, he's pitched really well. The, where Gomber got into a little bit of a bind is in his first start, he struggled early, and in his second start, he struggled late. It seems like he's battling command a little bit. Maybe he's overthrowing his fastball, uh, but he's been pretty good. As some of the boys from the Redbird Daily were talking about on Twitter earlier tonight, how would Gomber do in a bullpen role? And they were kind of comparing him to Josh Hader and Josh Hader's role with Milwaukee. And I think that that's a solid comparison. Now, if if we're going to get lazy about our comparisons, we would call uh, Austin Gomber like Josh Hader light because Hader is just a different level prospect. But it could happen. Uh-oh, Kyle After Dark coming soon. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're at the 45-minute mark. Uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, Chris Davis or Chris Davis for O'Neal? Uh, K. K. Chris Davis, uh, the left fielder for Oakland. That's who I could see uh, Tyler O'Neal kind of developing into. They're both athletic. Uh, they both walk a little bit more than your average slugger. They did at one point. Uh, high K numbers. With Chris Davis, the big key for him to reaching his potential, K. Riss Davis, uh, was just letting him eat. And that's what the Cardinals and everyone needs to do with Tyler O'Neill. Whoever wants Tyler O'Neill, you just got to let him eat. You have to accept the fact that he's going to strike out 160 times to hit 40 bombs. Uh, let's see, where is Sandy Alcantara? Sandy Alcantara is pitching for the AAA affiliate of the Miami Marlins. And last I saw that Craig Mish was tweeting out that he's been pitching really good and they're kind of frustrated that he isn't in their rotation. Uh, somebody said something about Farmer uh, Farmer Valala. Uh, we love that guy. I, I wish he could be a part of this, and it's nice to have him on board when he's on board. Uh, geez, Hater gives me the same heebie-jeebies as Amir Garrett. Exactly, exactly. So the what what Gomber possesses that would make him a valuable and uh, potentially devastating bullpen piece is he has a really great breaking pitch, a fastball, and a changeup that are all average or better. So when you have pitches that are all average or better then you're in good shape. So I think if if, it all, if push came to shove and he was going to be in the bullpen, I think he could be a valuable part of a bullpen. Uh, let's see. Uh, DeYoung and O'Neal are 180K players. Yeah, more than likely. You don't want them in the same lineup. That doesn't do your team any good, but you have one in the lineup, and uh, you're fine. Uh, let's see. Johnny Greco asked, is Void hurt? Yes, he is. I want to say it's a lat. It's one of those like nagging injuries that everyone has, and it's, it escapes me now, and I apologize. How many of the Memphis Outfield Mafia will we see in St. Louis? If we're just talking about this year, I bet when it's all said and done, we see Jag and O'Neal. Uh, if we're talking about in the long term, we'll see Rosarena and Mercado eventually. Uh, yeah. Somebody asked, where is future Hall of Famer Tim Cooney? Uh, my guess is he's probably a... I, I don't know. I hope he's playing baseball still. I don't know. I haven't looked in a really long time. Oh, bleep. Thank you to Steele, uh, Mr. Steele Orwig, uh, for, for letting us know that Luke Voigt is an oblique. Again, lat oblique. It just reminded me of, like, the same thing. 
Uh, oh, uh, Mr. Hicks. Oh, man, I messed it up. Mr. Hicks, hello. Uh, what's up to you, man? What's up to you? We, were to we got heavy into Jordan talk, man. We're all excited about him. That hasn't stopped one bit. Uh, do you see PNC Park tonight? About 500 fans showed up. Yeah, I saw that. The, the Pirates had taken the field. That was the least amount of people that I had ever seen, ever, at a baseball game. That, man, and they're playing well, too. Breaks my heart. You know, I know it's cold and everything, and there's been inclement weather, but uh, it, it's worrisome. With all these outfielders, it seems like Fowler ends up getting moved, or we don't resign Ozuna. If I'm hedging my bets, I would say the likelier of the two outcomes is Ozuna not being re-signed because he's probably going to have two really good years and price out of the Cardinals' range. Uh, keep in mind that Dexter Fowler, while a lot of people are down on him, he's still a really great guy. Um, oh, Brian Love says he's going to be going to a lot of Cardinals games at PNC. Uh, keep in mind with Fowler, everyone loves him. You know, he and Tommy Pham have a brotherly relationship, and... As we've learned early in this year, Tommy Pham has a lot of uh, a lot of personal turmoil that would make it hard to be intimate with him on a friend level, uh, not just sexually, which I'm sure a lot of us would like to be too. Uh, but Kyle After Dark knocking on the door. We're at the 49 minute mark. I can't help myself. Anyways, what I'm getting at is Dexter Fowler is the kind of guy who is better than we all give him credit for. And uh, they're not going to move him. He has a no trade. It would be up to him to move. And he's not going to move out of here. He's set here now. Uh, it would it would take the Cardinals losing a lot for Dexter Fowler to move. Uh, let's see. I really like Fowler. Sure, he's just off to a slow start. He had a dong the other night. That was night. Fowler has a locker room presence I don't think is underrated. I agree. Uh, what will they do when Sheriff and Cecil come back? Who will they send down? Again, let's play it out step by step. Sheriff more than likely will get sent down. Those option Sheriff. And then with Cecil, we'll just have to wait and see. Oh, hey, Lauren. Hey, so, Lauren, somebody told me that you got engaged. Uh, congratulations. Uh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm so happy for you. You're an awesome person. We wish you nothing but the best. Oh, deaf, sexual way, Kyle, don't worry. Laugh my fucking ass off. Yeah, yeah. Welcome, Mac White, to what we do here. Uh, let's see. Nolan Gorman may fall to the Cardinals and become Bash Brothers with O'Neill and Fuller. Look at you, Stephen McNeil. Stephen McNeil from... Uh, uh, STL Hat Trick does some great stuff writing about nerd stuff. A little comic, a little Star Wars talk, uh, some blues, some Cardinal talk. Check out the site. But yeah, it could, it could happen. Uh, who will make the All-Star team for the Cardinals? You're asking me a month into the season who's going to make the All-Star team for the Cardinals. Uh, Carlos Martinez will. Uh, I don't know. Carlos Martinez. I'll say, I'll say Carlos Martinez and Yachty and then Marcelo Zuna. Uh, somebody, oh, Graham says, Tim Cooney flopped in any ball. That breaks my heart. You want nothing but the best for the people. Uh, let's see. Hold on, we got some stuff over here. Uh, Zena Martinez. Remember to politely retweet so we can grow, blah, blah, blah. Cards gifts. You're the best. Uh, what is Hudson ceiling? GA1213 asked about 10 minutes ago. Sorry about that. I've got cards gifts putting them up here. Um, you know, so it's easy. To, the Kendall Grave. I keep going back to Kendall Graveman with Dakota Hudson. They both went to the same school. They both have the same repertoire. They both do the same thing. Uh, Hudson's ceiling's better because he has a devastating secondary pitch. You know, it, going back to like old school Cardinals, maybe something like Braden Looper, uh, maybe Andy Bennis, kind of, if, if he ever hit like his ultimate peak. 
in today's game, Homer Bailey, something like Homer Bailey, I could see. Uh, how about that? We'll just, I'm going to say that for now. I'm going to sit on that. Uh, Dakota Hudson's ultimate ceiling, and as Zach Gifford and I like to say, there's a 5% chance to reach that, uh, is that of like Homer Bailey. Uh, there's a lot of good NL outfielders. It will be tough to get both Ozuna and Pham. Exactly. I, you know, they, here's the thing about Ozuna and Pham. They both need to keep hitting to be All-Stars. And the All-Star game's a joke anyways. Why do we care? Can we get an update on Kramer Robertson, our favorite, our favorite frat guy, not named Harrison Bader? Well, Kramer's done a really great job at the top of the Palm Beach lineup. And I gotta tell you, I've been really impressed with how Palm Beach has been hitting. Uh, there's seven and four Palm Beach is. And uh, mostly it's because everyone there keeps hitting. You know, Kramer, he he's hitting 222, but he's taking good at-bats. And, uh, and now i got to look it up. It, he's hitting 222. He's taking good at-bats. His on-base percentage is 300. Uh, he's, he's better than that. But keep in mind that sometimes with that type of hitter, his numbers are skewed by, by Roger Dean. You know, Roger Dean is an atmosphere... Uh, that's, by the way, Mo's algorithm saying, who's Lankford? I thought that, uh, I thought that we would, uh, uh, I thought we would go an entire one without that, but I'm glad you did because Lankford is the newest Cardinals Hall of Famer. I'm almost 100% certain of that. I'm not going to say how I know, but I'm almost 100% certain of that. Uh, so the, the Roger Dean, the Florida State League atmosphere is meant for guys who hit the gaps on lines and grounder guys, uh, believe it or not. Any guy who puts the, the ball in the air a lot high in the air is going to struggle at Roger Dean. Uh, Kramer, it seems like he's putting the ball in the air too much. And uh, once he gets that line drive swing figured out, I think he'll be fine. Uh, Graham asked, yeah, yeah, bro, Kendall Grayman and Sean Nolan, good job, Oakland on the Donaldson trade. Uh, C70 asked, will Springfield ever be interesting this year? So of the four minor league full season affiliates, Springfield is by far the least interesting. But even with that... Uh, I would imagine Ramon Urias is headed back down there now that Jairo Munoz is at AAA. So you'll have an interesting, <clears throat> you'll have an interesting middle infield platoon with Edmundo Sosa, Tommy Edmond, and Ramon Urias. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they're how they do and how they're you know uh, cycled in and out of the lineup. Andrew Kisner is still there. That's worth getting excited about. He's interesting. Hold on, I got a drink. And then in the outfield, maybe the most interesting of all the prospects right now, other than Juan Yepes, is Lane Thomas in center field. Keep a close eye on Lane. It's going to be fun to watch him. Also, a former Milwaukee Brewers first-round draft pick, a guy named Victor Roach, who is 2016 and now is a minor league journeyman. Journeyman. Uh, he found his way into the Cardinals system. He's changed his swing, and the dude hits bombs. He's built like Jag, but maybe even a smidge better. Bigger, I mean, uh, like swole, like as the kids would say, and uh, it's 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 interesting. They're the least interesting, and eventually uh, you'll see maybe Mendoza or Yepes or Carlson make the move to Springfield. But right now, uh, they're not really super interesting. Connor Green's there. Ryan Helsley's there. Our boy Ryan Helsley's really letting me down. I love Ryan Helsley. Nothing against Ryan. Uh, it's just that he's doing a terrible job of commanding his pitches. He can't get anything low in the strike zone. Everything's everything's high right now. Uh, I have a. We'll get to that later. Uh, Kyle, we need to get the irrelevant cards players tourney going. Well, let's stay away from that right now. Preston Gilmet. Uh, 
Where's the Evan Mendoza update? Well, last I checked, and I haven't checked in a little while, Evan Mendoza was hitting like 380 with a 410 on base percentage, a bunch of doubles, and, uh, 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 let's see. Here, 375, 405-855, with, uh, three doubles and 40 at bats for, uh, Evan Mendoza. Evan is, uh, he's my favorite, but he's really struggled at third base. I think he's made three fielding errors and a throwing error, or maybe just two fielding errors and a throwing error. Uh, sucks. Preston Gilmet is off to a great start in Memphis. 12 Ks. Yes, he is. Now, again, Gilmet was one of those wild cards that the Cardinals dipped into the international market to bring back, uh, to the States. Let's see. Somebody says, hi, Reese. Hey, what's up? Uh, I didn't see who it was. Um, and yeah, I think he could eventually be a bullpen option, but remember the Cardinals have a lot of bullpen options who are already on the 40 man and Gilmet isn't. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind. He could be, but it's going to take an extra move to make it happen. Uh, Mr. Hicks asks, do you think they will try Hicks back as a starter? <sighs> so I heard John Mazalak on KMOX the other day, uh, Mr. Hicks, say that he would ideally like to see Jordan used in a multiple inning situation out of the bullpen uh, so that he could eventually be converted back to a starter in the long run. But right now, if he's only used for one inning out of the bullpen, he's he's the, the organization is putting him in a bad position to ever stretch out to be a starter again. So I think in John Mazalak's mind, he would like to see it. The question is, will circumstance allow it? Because Jordan has done above and beyond expectations, and it's going to make it almost impossible to get him out of the bullpen because he's been so good and he's so dynamic and he's so electric. And he's fun to watch. God, he's fun to watch. You guys did a great job, man. Uh, let's see. Just like Rosenthal always wanted to be a starter. Well, so the difference is Rosenthal never had a secondary pitch that Jordan Hicks had. And, you know, th there are differences there. Again, I've said it before. I think that uh, I think Jordan Hicks could be way better than Trevor Rosenthal. I think we should all think that, and it's it's more a fact than anything. Uh, somebody asked something about the Redbird Daily. I think it was Moe's algorithm. I think he asked me who I thought my favorite writer was. Uh, I have to tell you that it's Colin Gardner because he's my he's my uh, he's my partner in crime here. Uh, I love all the guys over at the Redbird Daily. I love all the guys at Bird on the Black too. Birds on the Black too. Uh, I can't tell you enough. Not without getting too gushy. But if you guys knew how awesome Cardinal's Gifts was, you would want to find a way into his family. I want to be Cardinal Gifts' brother in every possible way. Uh, he is He's the absolute best. And uh, Graham says, you like me too, Kyle? Graham, I love you, buddy. I love you. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess with you a little bit because, you know, I can. Uh, but, yeah, you're, you're a great dude. I love everyone who's here. Uh, love watching the Brewers get completely smoked by the Reds. I can't believe I don't have it on. Uh, I wish I could watch it. Graham and Kyle need to fight now. I'm not going to fight Graham. I like Graham a lot. I like all you guys. Uh, let's see. Yes, Cardinals Gifts is the best. Again, and speaking of, so I'm just going to gush for a little bit. If you guys knew how awesome it was to follow the Birds on the Black internal dialogue that goes on via DM on Twitter, Tara is brilliant. Cards Cards is, is, is smarter than any of you could ever imagine. Alex Cristofoli is, uh, he's not only the best writer, but you can tell that he's grounded in a way that a lot of other human beings aren't. He has an interesting perspective, and he's so smart. And everyone knows everything about STL Cup of Joe. 
there's a little bit more fire in STL Cup of Joe than I think a lot of people realize, and I love that. Uh, and then N. Chill, Nicholas Childress, who helps gifts out with the gifts. Everyone, everyone, and Zach Gifford now, who's writing a little bit more. We, the, the human computer, the human stat link, uh, Zach Gifford. Uh, I do not belong in that group. I do not belong in that chat, not even a little bit. And to see it go down, uh, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to get onto Twitter for a couple days because of personal matters. And, uh, I, to read page and page of just this amazing dialogue is incredible. The, the hands that you are in on Birds on the Black, it, it is breathtaking to me. Oh, man. Is there a way we can get some of the sweet, sweet Birds on the Black merch? Send that to Cards Gifts because I'm going to buy it too. Uh, let's see. Kyle, you are the TMA of Birds on the Black. That's it. I'm, I like to think of myself as the Tim McKernan. I'm part Tim McKernan, part Jimmy the Cat, part Doug. Uh, sexually harass me, boy. Uh, I'm going to keep trying... Who do you protect in an air hockey style expansion draft? Ooh. How many people do I get to protect? And is it organizational wide? Uh, a bunch of smart people talking and then there's Kyle. GS Animus, that is it exactly. I, I put one comment in the DM group and I think to myself, why did you do that? How come you're so stupid? Just let these people, let these fine human beings talk amongst themselves and, and give them as much room as possible. Uh, I want. I want to see that. Somebody give me some more about that. Uh, who do you keep in a uh, in a? Uh, oh, by the way, cards gifts is gone. Uh, oh, okay. So holy shield asks the FMK. Yeah, Wildcat sexually harassed me, boy. That's gonna be the tagline from here on out. I love that Cardinals gifts. I just want to say it one more time. I love that Cardinals gifts. I sent it to him. Uh I want to get in on that, even if it's on Google Docs view-only kind of way. Ben, you would be really impressed. You would be really impressed. Somebody put that MFK back. We were at an hour and one minute. We, we've done baseball talk this entire night. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, so Mo's algorithm says Tara deserves more subscribers on YouTube. Go to Tara Woman's YouTube page. Go to Birds on the Black. Subscribe. She does amazing work. Her videos are so good. Everyone needs to subscribe to that. Uh... That's right, yeah, friggin' cards, who we also love. Uh, Want to be a brother with that friggin' cards. Uh, he says, too much love for cards gets you to get out. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, oh, 20 people on the 40-man for this this Keeper League. Holy cow. Uh, let me pull up the 40-man. God. Hold on. Cardinals, 40-man. What about contracts? Do I get to keep contracts? Uh Oh, so Holy Shield says F. Mary Kill, Travolta, Brebbia, and Cena. I'd have to kill Cena. Uh, I would marry John Brebbia as long as he had the beard, and I would I would sodomize John Travolta. Uh, 40 man. Cardinals, 40 man. Uh, psst. Everyone go check out the Birds on the Back Facebook and Insta too. Yeah, please do. Okay, okay so here's what I'm going to do. The 20 people off the 40 man that I would keep. Alex Reyes, Carlos Martinez, Jack Flaherty, Luke Weaver, Jordan Hicks, uh, Miles Michaelis, believe it or not. Uh, probably Yachty, Carpenter DeYoung, J-Mart. All three of the outfielders. 
Somebody, somebody's got to keep track of how many people I'm saying. Uh, uh, Gomber. I don't know. Am I up to like 20 right now? I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm spotting off names. I'd probably keep Carson Kelly. Uh, and Tyler O'Neill. How many is that? Uh, do you have hair under there? I do not have hair. As a matter of fact, I shaved this thing today. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I did. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm at 17. <laughs> Somebody said Steve Barron. Oh god. Str oh yeah, there was a strange brew inside joke. Somebody had that on like beta or some nonsense like that. Uh, just incredible. Oh hey, there was a screenshot of me and my bald head. Yeah, John Greco says sweet avocado. That's right. So again, for those of you who are new to this little endeavor that we do on Monday nights, uh, we refer to my head as a reverse avocado. Uh, it is, it's like, this is like that stem part and this is the bottom part. Uh, so I don't know how many of those 40 I do, but those are the people I would, uh, I would keep. Somebody said, a uh, forever card says Bud Norris's beard game went downhill. Heartbreaking. Somebody, uh, somebody asks, were, was I ever a Franklin Barreto guy? I like him a lot. I like him more than I like Gyro Munoz. The, yeah, this is the sodomized John Travolta episode. Anyone see the Andre the Giant on HBO? I heard that that was incredible. I heard it was absolutely good. FMK, Bader's girlfriend, Weaver's wife, or Michaelis's wife. So the only one in that group I haven't seen is Weaver's wife. Uh, Luke Weaver's wife. And then put him back up there, because all I remember is, uh, her name is Olivia. Oh my god. I would marry this Olivia. And then I think I would, uh, I would, uh, uh, enjoy an evening with the wife of Michaelis. And then, unfortunately, Sasha Bader got to take a back seat on this one. What a heartbreaking thing. Yeah, she's adorable. You're right, Lauren. God. These players, they got it going on. I would, I can't only imagine what it's like to have things going for you. Because I don't have any of those things going for me and must be incredible. Uh, we all love that Flaherty's girlfriend. She's incredible. I don't even believe she's real. Uh, stay away from Sasha, Kyle. Sasha Bader is a favorite amongst the birds on the Black Prospect After Dark crowd. Do you want to pull my finger? I had beans today. If you were right here, I would pull your finger. Uh, I can only imagine what it's like to have a girl. No, I can only imagine what it's like to have things that are good uh, as characteristics, because I don't have any of that. Uh, Dusty Baker, uh, let's see. FMK, Dusty Baker, Tony LaRusso, and Joe Madden. Uh, I'd, probably, uh, I'd probably kill that Joe Madden. I'd marry that Tony LaRusso, and I'd go to Bangtown with Dusty Baker. Will you be at UCB on Sunday? I will be on Sunday, but I won't be at the dinner on Saturday. Uh, and, of course, that's all subject to change because of how my life is right now. Uh, but hopefully I will be there on Sunday. And I can't wait to see everyone. Uh, I, I can't wait to see everyone and talk to everyone and uh, be a part of that. For, for the new people to UCB Day, it is an incredible, incredible thing. Uh, United Cardinals Bloggers Day. You'll get to talk to Mo. Last year, Mo rubbed my tummy as he walked by me. He shook my hand, rubbed my tummy, and said, Good job. In his pompous-ass way that I love so much. Uh, Midmo, does Kyle have erectile dysfunction? I do not have erectile dysfunction. I have what's called hypervirility, and if you watch Community, you know what that is. Duh. 
Uh, Bobby Lashley. Somebody's saying Bobby Lashley. Uh, how does one get into UCB? Uh, you have to write uh, on a blog and uh, become friends with Daniel Shaptal. Uh, let's be honest, Mo has no clue who any of you are. I think you're right. I think you're more than likely you're right. Uh, but that was the third time in like a month that I was in the same room with Mo. I went down to Memphis to do a Q&A with him. I saw him uh, as part of like a special Q&A for a fundraiser. And then for that, and I think he recognized me. And he, he kind of went out of his way to get to the door. And he walked by me and he patted me. He, he shook my hand and then patted me on my stomach. And good job, big guy. Or some crazy shit like that. It was incredible. It didn't even make sense. Uh, Midmo Cardinals asked me on Twitter, where is Delvin this season? Delvin started at extended spring training. Uh, and he's getting reps in Palm Beach right now. And... Uh, I guess that there's always a chance that he could find his way into Peoria eventually, but I would expect that he starts the year at a short season club. Uh, Mo remembers everyone. Have you ever been graced with the Gersh stare? I have not. Uh, I would do if Mo shook my hand. I would die if Mo shook my hand. It was an incredible moment, and that was actually the second time in a month that John Mazalek shook my hand. I, I just the luckiest person ever. I actually have a good John Mazalek story that isn't on the same caliber of John Mabry's dick that we talk about a lot. Uh, but it's still a very, very good uh, John Mazalek story. So in 2011, Cardinals win the World Series. And that next Blues season, my brother Michael, my brother Scott and I are at the Cardinal game. And my brother Mike, who has eagle eye vision, we're sitting about center ice or so. He says, is that John Mazalek? And we look, and sitting behind the, the blue shoot twice side is John Mazalek. So Mike and I eyeball fuck this guy. <laughs> the only way you can for the entire game. So in the third, the Cardinals are up. They score like an empty netter. Mo and his crew, and I think Gersh and Vooch and all those guys were there. Uh, they get up, and they start to leave. And either myself or my brother, I don't remember who, said, Hey, Mo! We yelled across the thing. He stood up and waved to us, and we waved back, and we gave him a standing ovation. Uh, because he helped cultivate the 2011 uh, World Series. I love when the Cards score empty netters. Sorry, I don't know what I'm talking about. The Blues scored an empty netter. Uh, my apologies. Yeah, so I, I'm talking about the Blues and the Cards. Cut me some slack. I'm drinking. Uh, what were you doing with your hand before you had it shaken by Moe's? Uh, that's a secret that only Adam Butler, Rusty Grupple, Daniel Chateau, and uh, Colin Gardner know. Uh, hint... It was warm. Uh, the eyeball fuck John Mozelak episode. Yeah, yeah. The Kyle gets the cards in the blues screwed up while telling a pointless story episode. Uh, it hasn't been the same since. Sure. <laughs> and he hasn't been the same since. I rub off on people in the worst possible way. Uh, drink. Mm. Well, we're down to our last drink. What do we want to do? Give me the lightning round. Uh, random question. Have you heard any update on Alex Reyes? I did. John Mazalak on KMOX said that Mr. Reyes was hitting in the uh, 97 range with this fastball. Again, which is good because a month ago in spring training, it was at 94, 95. It's, it's escalated up to 97. We want to see that. Uh, it seems like he's coming along really well. He's still pitching, still throwing. They have him on a, a regiment, and he hasn't missed a step in his recovery. Uh, a Kisner update. So... Uh, as I tweeted out yesterday, and I don't know what he did today, if he played today. Uh, it might have been a Jeremy, Jeremy Martinez day. Uh, Mo's algorithm, I did not get a chance to read your Tyler Lyons article on the Redbird Daily. We'll get to it soon. But a Kisner update, 
uh, entering today, because I don't know what he did today, uh, he, he had hit in six of his seven games. He had only struck out three times, uh, two in his first game and then one in his last game. He had a hit in all, like I said, he had a hit in all but six or seven of his games. He has a home run, uh, three doubles, and I've been really impressed with what I've watched from him behind the plate. He's done a great job of blocking balls with his body instead of doing the, the scoop swoop or whatever you call it. Uh, uh, Stephen McNeil says, uh, Lions, no bueno, Moes. Moes, I'll get to it as soon as I can. I promise. Um, we're starting to fire up our work program. So from 6 a.m. until 4.30, I, I have virtually no time to play around or have fun uh, unless I've got some family stuff. A Terry Fuller update. There isn't a whole lot to update there. Terry is another one of the prospects who are at extended spring training, and all indications are that Terry's going to bust out this year. Uh, just a little something I've heard. I can't, I can't really elaborate any further than that. He's in shape. He's taking better at bats than he showed last year after being drafted. And I know the Cardinals are super high on him. I would imagine that come draft time, you know, uh, the early part of June and the mid part of June when the uh, short season clubs start coming together, that you're going to start hearing John Vooch on the radio, uh, uh, Mazalak, Gersh, talk about Terry Fuller as a name to look out for on the, the short season clubs. Uh, we'll see what happens. Remember, he was really terrible in the Gulf Coast League. But like I said, they have high hopes. Uh, do they play other organizations in extended spring training? Yeah, it happens. That happens. It doesn't happen all the time, but it happens. Are the Pirates for real this year? How long do they stay in first? They'll be out of first by uh, May 30th. I have a major Terry crush, Tom McCoy says. Uh, I do too, and I want to see I want to see him. I want to see him. Have you heard of my friend Robbie Gordon? Oh, God, I've heard the name Robbie Gordon. Why can't I place who Robbie Gordon is? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, wait, who said not very? Cards 11 and 11, what are you saying not very to? Who is the next top prospect pitcher in line to get the call, like Hicks, to pitch out of the bullpen? My guess would be Ryan Helsley. Uh, I think that they're going to try to keep Dakota Hudson uh, pitching as a starter for as long as possible. I would imagine the same situation. Uh, but if you're talking about like a high-leverage bullpen, it would either be Connor Green, because he's on the 40-man, and uh, oh, let's see. Oh, wow. Genghis Ron is really going after uh, Dexter Fowler on uh, that Twitter tweets. When will the Cardinals win their next World Series? Uh, 2041. Everyone does. Let's see. Not very long on Pirates and First. No, that it won't last long. Between the Brewers and the Cardinals and the Cubs, it won't, it, it, it won't last long. They're a decent team. I think that we all underrated their abilities. Uh, I just don't have high hopes. To that Genghis Ron uh, on Twitter who says... I'm just going to say, yes, that guy. Oh, let's see. The Mets winning 122 this year. Uh, when DeWitt sells 12 and 18, I think that they still uh, they still need a little bit of work. Uh, I think they still need a little bit of work, but we'll see what happens. Who are we, the Cubs? Look, I'm just making up stuff. The reason I say 2041 that the Cardinals are going to win uh, their next World Series is because I don't have the slightest idea. There are too many variables. There are too many things that could happen between now and then. Uh, just the end of this season. I'm not on the. I'm not very much in the predicting business. I, I just. I just don't. I'm going to drink some more. I'm putting more in my glass. We've got good conversation going. You guys want to keep this going, right? Am I wrong? If I'm wrong, just let me know and I'll shut this thing down. Uh. 
Yeah, I just, yeah. If somebody says the Mets, the Mets will crash, I like the Mets pitching. I have high hopes on the Mets pitching, uh, and I think that stops them from crashing, but I don't know if they'll, they'll run away with the division. Cubs, Brewers, Cards, Pirates, Reds, division breakdown. That could very well happen. I think that there's still so much up in the air, but I am really impressed and really happy with what I, where are you going to sell me that hat? Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight I am drinking the Four Roses Small Batch. Four Roses Small Batch. Uh, it was on sale at your local grocer and I love that Four Roses. How are you gonna feel at 6 a.m.? Uh, I wake up at about quarter to five and, uh, I just probably won't sleep tonight more than likely. Have you ever mentioned, uh, Bartomeo yet? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, over under 90 wins this year, I'm still saying the under. I'll say, I said 86. I'll say right now it's 87. I'll bump them up one win. Uh, oh, somebody says Bartolo. How awesome was that? I was watching that game. I don't get a chance to watch a lot of, because I'm so dialed in on minor league baseball, I don't get a chance to watch a lot of other teams. Uh, I try to watch the Astros because I love that Alex Bregman. Uh, but it was fun to watch Verlander and Bartolo go, and I wish he would have completed the no-hitter at least. What an awesome dude. What an absolutely awesome dude. Uh, you know, people will go after him for the performance-enhancing drugs. Let the fat bastard uh, take the performance enhancers. Uh, and whatever keeps Bartolo Colon in the major leagues until he's 50, the better off baseball is. Oh, yeah. So here, let's take one more drink. Jesus, I've been rambling on for an hour and 16 minutes. How can you people take this? Big sexy Bartolo Colon dominated the defending champs. It goes to show you how great... Uh, how great baseball is that on a random night, a random Sunday night in April, a 900-year-old, 300-pound, 4-foot-1 pitcher can shut down the best lineup in baseball. Uh, one more drink and night-night forever. Yeah, that could very well happen. Uh, Robbie Gordon is a cards pitching prospect that threw a perfect game in Maryville. If you, So Robbie Gordon was like a 30th-round pick, right? Like a... Uh, like a 34th or 37th round pick. Ah, Maryville kid. I don't know much about him, obviously. Over under 55 wins for the Reds. Over. They'll have 56 by one. Under for the Marlins. They'll have 51. Uh, why do you wake up so early? I wake up so early because I, I get to work at 6 a.m. And I had back surgery about, about five years ago, and I have to do physical therapy every morning so that I can maintain a normal life. Uh, do you watch a lot of MILB games, or do you just keep up with the stats? No, I watch I watch every Peoria, Springfield, and Memphis game that I am capable of watching, and then I try to tune in to watch Vladimir Guerrero Jr. when I can, and uh, also, hopefully, the Luis Robert here in like three weeks. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, somewhere in the 30s, great dude. I worked out with him past few years. Oh, that's cool, Patrick. That's really cool. I like that. It's really cool to, like, have that connection, right? You'll have to keep me updated on him. I'm going to go to you for updates on Robbie Gordon. Over under 40% chance cards can draft the Missouri kid, Ironman. Uh, Ironmire, rather, or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, under. Under. It's like a 3% chance because he's going to go in the top 15. Everyone loves that kid. Uh, yo, we have four outfielders in AAA hitting 340 and over. Who's getting traded? You know, like I said, I think I think the Cardinals would try to move Mercado before they would try to move anyone. Uh, I think that they're still really reluctant to move a Rosarena, although I think he, other than uh, um, other than Tyler O'Neill, I think a Rosarena would be the one most likely to be after by other organizations. So if I'm if I'm if I'm hedging, I'm saying Jag and Mercado are the two that they're most likely to trade. 
Uh, I wouldn't trade Randy Rosarena. He should be a double A right now, and he's raking and taking great at bats and showing signs of tremendous progress at triple A. I, I would not move Randy Rosarena for anything. I didn't renew my MLIB because of quality. Forever Card says he didn't remove, uh, renew his MILB TV subscription because the quality is bad. It hasn't gotten any better either. Uh, plug the conversation with C70 Story about Kyle if you want to know more about Kyle's backstory. Uh, oh, Mr. Hicks says, see you next week, Kyle. Mr. Hicks, uh, we'll see you next week, brother. Again, we'll be at the stadium, and Tara and I would really like to, to interview you and talk with you. Uh, hopefully we can line that up. If you're ever in Memphis, I'll take care of your tickets if you go with me. Oh, how about this? How about the next time I go to, uh, to Memphis, I'll tweet it out, and if you want to meet up for a beer at the game, uh, I would love to, I would love to buy you a beer and talk baseball. Uh, that goes for when I go to Springfield and Peoria, and maybe a trip to Palm Beach, hopefully we'll see about that. Uh, but again, I have another issue, an internal, an internal matter, uh, that I'm taking care of in my family, and I'll, uh, I'll go as soon as I can. Uh, awesome, awesome. We'll, I'll get in touch with you, we'll DM, uh, Mr. Hex. Anyway, so this is what we have. Uh, get to make, gotta make it to Memphis this summer. Uh, Stephen McNeil, if you go, let me know, brother. Again, uh, my, my hands are tied a little bit, but I, I can't wait to get to Memphis. I love going down to Memphis to watch the Memphis Redbirds. I love going to Springfield to watch the Springfield Cardinals. I can't wait to go to Peoria. Uh, somebody says, Bairds on de Bleck. I like that. Uh, this is where we're at. We're at a, an hour and 21 minutes that I've been ranting on and on and talking nonsensical. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you. We've had great conversation tonight. Uh, uh, get a drink when, uh, get a drink with you when I come up to the cards game this season. Yeah, absolutely. If you're in St. Louis and you want to grab a drink or talk Cardinals, let me know. I'd love to talk with everyone. Uh, uh, somebody says Schrock is raking. Think he'll come back? Think he'll come up and be a backup infielder? No. Max Schrock is a second baseman. The only reason you bring Max Schrock up is if you want him to play second base every day. Uh, better than last week, am I right? It was better than last week. Uh, again, when we're going to be doing this uh, is going to be up for debate. It's going to be very much uh, uh, liquid, as John Mazelak would say. The next two Mondays, we will be doing Prospects After Dark. Uh, and then after that, the Cardinals will be, there'll be a scheduling conflict, and we'll figure it out on the fly. Uh, Holy Shield says, we never hit Kyle After Dark. You're right. We had an hour and 22 minutes of baseball talk with just, like, one MFK. Hopefully, I'm going to Nashville, blah, blah, blah. You mean fluid. No, he, now, you might think I mean fluid. But I've heard Mazzei like say liquid two or three times now. Keep a close eye on that. Uh, who is infield utility now? It's Jed Jerko. With uh, uh, Wong at second and Carpenter at third and J-Mart at first. Uh, Kyle was pissed last week. Oh, I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at all. Um, I just... It, it's hard to like... It's We're not having a conversation. We're just like tweeting at each other with me on the, the screen. I want to be able to talk with you and not just have, like, instant reaction when my feed is, like, 15 minutes behind. And also, we have those trolls that were just mean, and I hate that, man. I want... This is copacetic. This is... This is Switzerland, right? This is, uh... This is where you go for peacetime. This isn't wartime at the Prospect After Dark. This is peacetime. Uh... Uh, GS Animus says, Good guy Greg Garcia is underrated. Yeah, it was nice to see him hit a couple dongs in Cincinnati. I like the left-handed bat off the bench. Uh, how long does Wong last? I'm saying two more weeks. Uh, I'll take the over, but by two weeks. Minmo trying to get me killed. Uh, Kyle, when cards are not playing, is the best. I agree, and that's what we're going to plan for. All right, so here's where we're at. 
Uh, you guys have been incredible tonight. You made this happen. I want to say one more time, people of Birds on the Black are incredible. Uh, you don't even know. Uh, what's up with the Darian Gonzalez start? Uh, so, Stu Styles asked about Darian Gonzalez. Darian Gonzalez got off to a rough start. He had one rough game to start the year. He pitched. He didn't even record an out, let up four earned runs or three earned runs, and he's been good ever since. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna call it jitters. Keep in mind, he had never pitched above Palm Beach before he made his Memphis debut. I like Darian. He's got a good breaking pitch. Don't sleep on Darian Gonzalez as a potential bullpen option down the line. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Before this ends, Elweris Montero, 1.083 OPS. Elweris Montero has played great at third. He's made a lot of hard contact. He's anchoring the Peoria lineup. Not bad for a 19, 20-year-old kid. Awesome. Uh, yes on O'Neal. I don't know what you're talking about, but yes on O'Neal. Uh, anyways, this is the last of the beverage. You guys are awesome. To everybody at Birds on the Black, to all of you that participate at home, uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals and their four minor league affiliates that are playing right now, cheers. Ah, you guys are incredible. Over under on Ozuna making the All-Star team. I think Yachty, Ozuna, and Seamart all make the All-Star team. I uh, think our $14 million closer is hurt. DeGarg says no, DeGarg. I, uh, I think that they're being smart with him now after making a terrible, terrible decision early on. Uh, you know, and what I mean by that is only giving him two appearances in minor league games before calling him up to the majors to, to pitch in an incredibly difficult situation. It was improper handling. Uh, see you later, Kyle. Been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, Midmo Cards. Uh, Luke Weaver is making that team. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm assuming that you're talking about uh, uh, the 20 men you're keeping out of the 40 men. I agree. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. See you, Kyle. See you, Wildcats. Again, I think it's your birthday. Happy birthday. Anyways, uh, for everyone at Birds on the Back, Birds on the Black? For everyone at Birds on the Black, uh, this was Prospects After Dark. I'm Kyle Reese. If you are watching this or if you listen to this, you are part of the resistance. And uh, as always, everyone, you guys, you're incredible. Happy hunting.